YT, we back at it again. The yeah. Millennial Her Podcast. Yes, yes. Um, my name is Ariel Ryan. I'm Cheryl's. And we are so happy that you're here to tune in with us for episode three. Age ain't nothing but a number. Thank you, Pretty Ricky, for that introduction. So we are so happy that you guys are here. Um, we want to just make sure that you know that the Millennial Her podcast is is getting great feedback. And also, we just wanted to make a disclaimer that even though the name of our podcast is the Millennial Her podcast and it's hosted by females, we have and we will continue to bring forward, top, forward topics and issues that affect the lives of both men and women. So don't be afraid to listen to us. We don't bite. <laughs> and also, we want to say thank you to our 100 new followers. We're happy to, like, break that. And we also want to thank those who have been sending us love and giving us the great feedback um, from here in the first two episodes. So we appreciate you, and we hope that you continue to follow us on our journey. Yes! Yay, us. I'm happy, Cheryl's. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> that pressure is off. Um, so tell me about your week. How's your week been? My week has been long because, you know, I'm in grad school, so the work is starting to kick up on me. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I've just been trying to practice more self-care so I won't lose my mind. How about you? Um, Well, you know, we both just had my event, Building Blocks of a Black Woman. So I'm excited about that. We we had that, and it was amazing. Turned out amazing. After all the hard work, the late nights, everything, it was definitely worth it. I definitely pulled, like, an all-nighter for my For a couple days. (laughs) For a couple days. A couple of days. It was a lot of women. You know, everybody loved your samples. Thank you. I think everybody took away a great part. You know, that was the point of self um empowerment really um you know just learning yourself as an african a woman of color and really you know just exposing yourself to um issues that we all face within within our race and within our gender so it was a really great event and i hope to bring it back and thank you for everybody for you know participating so yeah, yeah. okay so um aj nothing but a number that's the topic for today but first we're gonna get into some hot 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 topics oh (laughs) it's chicken head yes (laughs) So, yes, I think that will be our new, like, little transitioning into, into our hot, hot topic. Topics. So, uh, tell us how you feel about it. But as for our first hot topic, it will be discussing Michael Jackson's Leaving Neverland. Um, that is a new film that has since premiered at the 2019 Sundance Film Festival. There has been a lot of mixed reviews as far as, you know, how people are feeling about it. Um, were you able to kind of catch, you know, the frenzy up on it, Cheryl? Yes, and I'm against it because I just feel like they just need to let Michael rest in peace. And um, since all these documentaries are coming up, it's just like they're bringing back the past. Two of the boys who had claimed that he had sexually assaulted them, um, but they are now coming forward and it's broken up into parts. Um, but and 
but what it, it's really um, what's really been the problem is seeing that the family has immediately denounced everything, all the rumors that is going on. And, you know, that is a matter of public opinion um, with Michael Jackson being deceased. It's already that whole disclaimer of not being able to hear the other side. So, I mean, in the whole light of, you know, what we will eventually talk about, which is R. Kelly and everything. But with those whole things you know um with this era of coming clean and 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 really giving the details of these tragic incidents it's like is it take is it taking it too far you know mm-hmm. or where where is the journal is there journalism coming into this you know are we fact checking um should we let these you know we don't want to be biased should exactly. we let these two you know men go through their accounts of what happened should we hear them out or or should we hear like basically just both their side well we can't hear michael's side i mean but that's the point yeah but as far as if they're saying they're the victims should we give them the avenues to be able to you know share their what they went through or what they're saying that they went through so it's it's kind of stirred up some frenzies but um they said it was pretty successful, so I just wanted to touch on that. So it's coming. So it's, it's coming. It, it's coming fairly soon. Um, and then let's discuss R. Kelly, Cheryl's surviving R. Kelly. I feel like when it first premiered, it was just everywhere, like literally on social media. Everyone was just talking about it, mm-hmm. and um, it just kind of shed a light on what R. Kelly has been doing for years, and just he's just been getting away with it. So, um, they really touched on his relationship with Aaliyah mm-hmm. and how basically he was married to her when she was just 15. So with that, now that just makes me look at the whole age ain't nothing but a number album, like in a completely different view. And what if you, view is that? like, if you, um, because back then it's like, I knew about the, them being married Mm -hmm. but wait you knew about that yeah i thought most people did not know those that information i I definitely knew about it it was like just something that was out there wow but like even when you look back at the album cover Mm -hmm. he's in the corner looking like a super creep (laughs) so it's just like uh, after watching the documentary um i don't know i can't listen to age ain't nothing but a number album the same okay um I mean, I wasn't really the biggest Aaliyah fan. I mean, so don't shoot me, people. But I was not the biggest fan, so I really am not familiar with that album. But what I will say about the documentary itself is that, I mean, they just had facts all around, mm-hmm. like from from t- multiple women to family to old to old, old cult, teacher like, professionals, to, to, you know, mm-hmm. like his it was old, women um, workers, all, like his old, his role, yeah, old employees, all of that, you know, and 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 really fact checking behind dates and, mm-hmm. and 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 knowing that those fine details. So <sighs> the whole idea is uh, the age ain't nothing but a number, and it being you know a preference, and that becoming a real phrase. It's like, what is where did this phrase age ain't nothing but a number come from? Where did it derive from? Does anybody know? Do you um, know? I'm guessing from, well, when I first heard of age ain't nothing but a number, I automatically thought of Aaliyah. Okay. So for our generation, that might very well be, be 
Aaliyah. Which was connected to R. Kelly. So exactly. now so now, now just like, looking at it in retrospect, it's just like, whoa there. Like, hold on. <laughs> Mad creepy. Mm, super creepy. Um, And so for them to have been dating, it, you know, and specifically under the consenting age, is it still simply, is it still considered simply a preference? Like. Nah. Because that was a big factor in the documentary. Uh, R. Kelly's older brother, who is incarcerated, said, hey, it's just true. a preference. Oh, true. He was like, he likes, um, I like older woman. He likes younger woman. It's just a preference. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> it couldn't be considered preference if it's, if they're under the age. If the other person is under the age, under consenting age legally, is it still pre- like considered a preference or if it, or is it perverted? It's like, very perverted. <laughs> it is. Very okay, I pro- and answers. I don't, I don't even, I don't understand how we like turned a blind eye to that. Like, why did we just accept that from happening? Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you're not 18 and up, then you shouldn't be, you shouldn't even be dating someone at that age. I don't know why he felt like it was okay to do that. And then on top of that, it was okay to marry her too. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you had mentioned, you know, if you're dating somebody, they they should be over the age of 18. So that brings me to my next question. I know how you decipher it now because you just told me. Mm-hmm. But how would somebody else, you know, determine the consenting age of another person, you know, that they want to be romantically involved in? Because there are different factors. Is it like state laws that you use? Is it a general rule that you just told me? You know, is it does physical shape and physicality and the appearance of the person play a role? You know, like what are those factors or what do you think those factors would be? It depends on a person, obviously, but I would say state, like the state law. Okay. But, you know, there's some creeps out here, so they ain't following that. <laughs> they see a nice shape and a nice body, and it's just like, oh, we just going to act like you mm-hmm. you 18 when you're really 16. Well, I guess I feel like we should very well follow the state law. Um, we should also ask our, our spouses, the people that we want to be romantically involved with, um, their actual age and like I mean it sounds real it sounds like a buzzkill but low-key you should be legit like let me see ID yep if it's school ID let me see your school ID you know because that was another fact another point that entered into the R. Kelly um doc mm-hmm. one of his workers were like um I never checked IDs but I'm pretty sure and that it, they were young yeah. right well, exactly Whoa, get off the stage you did throws tomato <laughs> <laughs> No, but for real, like, why? you? He, he made a point. I can't remember his name, but the guy made a point to say that in, like, every take that he didn't check the IDs. But it's that was like, his, like that, that was, was his role. Job. Yeah, that was his role manager. So, like, but that so, was your job. What was you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> man, like, so. But then again, it, it goes into them saying that he was going to, like, certain places to find these young girls. So he was chilling at the high schools, chilling at the local McDonald's, chilling at the malls and just out here being a creep. So my question to you is, are we late to the party of these abusers? And should we can't cancel age ain't nothing but a number in 2019? Uh, I, for one, feel like I am late to these latest, like the latest frenzies of it. Not okay. that the situation itself 
is um like that I'm late to the situation, but more so about the severity. Like so I didn't know how many women were involved. I didn't know that they people were writing on these offenses for years prior to even the court case. So with knowing what we knowing what I know now back from back then, I do think we should cancel the age ain't nothing but a number phrase because people used to you know make that into a fun thing mm -hmm. as far as like aj nothing but a number girl get yours yeah or or you know dude who's dating somebody younger like like their fathers are dapping them up like kind of thing so we making it a fun situation we are monetizing on it we're publicizing it but it kind of opens windows to pervertish avenues so. so do you feel that because um, when this documentary dropped, it was a lot of debate on social media and people were just saying that, oh, you should be able to separate the action from the art, meaning R. Kelly's music <laughs> from what he did. Mm -hmm. So even though it's all about mute R. Kelly, they're just like, no, I'm still stepping in the name of love. <laughs> but that's that's his problem. Like we still um, listening to his music in 2019. So what are you asking? Were you able to separate it or? Um, I personally think with his specific situation um, entirely, it's hard to separate it only because he's talking about everything he was basically doing behind closed doors. It's not like he was singing, you know, Disney Channel songs. <laughs> like, Kids box. Yeah, like, and then he was leading a completely different life he was not doing that every song like kind of that seems like you're ready all of my those mind songs is telling that me no but most my popular like yes. his greatest album you know how they have a greatest compilation mm -hmm. album of all your songs his greatest albums i mean his greatest songs would have to be like a whole list long mm. because he has so many hits but it's all has so many um just terrible things in the subliminally, subliminally in the deep art in the so for him specifically no and yeah and another thing i feel about him is that he is just too cocky for me because he knows like he's like he knows what's he what he's doing he's like gotcha, i can't bitch. be touched <laughs> gotcha bitch <laughs> literally he's like i can't be touched and yeah, he's like, i'm gotcha. still i'm still got like, you again doing it again like, like no literally no. that once that documentary dropped he was in the club in Chicago the next day, just living it up. Like, yeah, it's still my birthday. Oh, well, like. Right. But now, but now it's not like that. Cause now he got to go overseas. I heard overseas. Now they trying to pay him. Cause we not trying to give him my money. So good riddance. Go mess up. They, um, <laughs> they country, cause you done did a number on hours. Like go, go, go do something else. You know, like, that's how I really feel. If they want you over there, be over there. I don't think you should be anywhere. But first but of all, if that's what you're going to do. Leave us. Let us repair ourselves and, and, and really, you know, let these women do their, you know, do their speaking and, and in, inspire other women. And other you need to not even be on the same hemisphere. So moving on. Let's play a game. Woo -woo. Yes. <laughs> let's play a game. Yes. Let's play. What's the game called? Um, hmm. I don't know. It's called. Uh, <laughs> age is age is something but a number age is something and a number <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome to Love Connection, where old-fashioned romance meets modern-day technology. Did y'all like that? If y'all don't know where that um, came from, from, that is you, from. She's too young for you or he's too young for you. Really though. So yeah, uh, ask them their age. But no, it's from the love connection. Yes. Y'all remember that show? I used to love that show. Throwback. Super throwback. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the game, Cheryl's explain it. So the game is called Men Dating Younger Woman. And basically we have like a few celebrities and I'm going to have to guess their age and what time frame that they were dating. Right. And their age, like their age gap. Yeah, their age gaps. So, um, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. This first one is obviously easy because you had already mentioned it earlier. But Miss um, Aaliyah and Mr. Kelly. How- Robert. <laughs> Robert. Yes. Can you guess how old they were when they got married, when they were together? So Leah was 15 and Robert, pedophile self, was like in his 50s. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just as bad. It's just as bad. But he He was was like 25. He was 27. Okay. Yeah, that's that's still crazy. That's That's, like. That's crazy. That's 12 years. Yo, that is wow. That is wow. (laughs) It's kind of crazy, right? Oh my. Like Uh, us being 20s. Around that age now. Dating a seven. A fifteen-year-old, yo, man. While they watching, while they watching Barney, Kim Possible. <laughs> I was watching Kim. Possible. <laughs> Wait, no, a fi- yeah, fifteen. Oh, that's a reason. He watching like how to how to get away with pedophile. <laughs> no, that's a activities. Fact. That's a fact. Okay, next. Uh, uh, Tyga and Kylie. Okay, so Kylie was sixteen and Tyga was like twenty-six. Yeah, that's about right. Yep, and that's still trash. You know, they even tried to hide it. Remember they, remember they tried to not have like have her in the spotlight, caught with a drink mm-hmm. until she was like eighteen. It was real crazy. Like she was a whole stepmom. They tried to keep it on the low for a, a while because that whole situation was crazy with Black China and everything. It's <sighs> a lot. Yeah, so that's kind of wild. Next, oh my God, one of the ones that I thought was crazy because their whole love story was crazy. Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. See, I really don't know this one. Oh my um, God. That, remember when Katie Holmes was on Oprah? Because Oprah was the love connector. Because basically, Oprah, Katie Holmes went on Oprah talking about how Tom, she had a crush on Tom Cruise and she always wanted to be with Tom Cruise, the actor. Um, from, uh, 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 Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible and uh, it's another movie. But anyway, he's, he's not that great. But my point is, <laughs> is that, that, yeah, she had, like, Oprah was a love connector. Guess the age. I'm guessing she probably was, like, 20. Is She was 20 and he was, like, in his late 40s. I don't know. He was 54 and she was 38. That's, like, this over, the like age, over the age. Over the age range. But that's 16 years. Oh, I'm saying like that's a long time. Like she taking hot yoga, he taking Viagra. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> that's a fact. Okay, last one because I'm having too much fun with this. Joe Budden and Sin Santana. Now they are not as they're not. That, I don't think they're that bad. But okay, that that bad and bad is still bad. True, but. 
so because sin is age. like sin is like our age so she got to be like 25 26 mm-hmm. and joe button probably like 40 okay you almost oh. there joe button's 38 and sin is our age 26 she's only like a month older than me i still don't think that's wrong though i'm just saying it's <laughs> like my point is is that okay just because these some of these couples were over the age it's still a big age gap so True. are we now deciphering between age gaps and because like it's levels so i just wanted to make sure that we understood that then that's where the fine line comes because there are then double standards yeah because there are age gap double standards and also gender roles yeah because i feel like i don't know i feel like for like women when we date someone younger it's just like bro you a cougar like but it's like dudes do it all the time and then I'm thinking about myself like Mm -hmm. I like older guys so I guess with you liking older guys were you it not to get in your personal business but to make it back to a hypothetical if that's your preference now did your preference become a preference after 18 or you always knew like you know even Mm. under you know because then that becomes like you have that preference too women have that preference too you just told me us that you have a preference for older men when did that start is that okay but it's why should, should you be scolded should you be called a pervert no because it's like it's my preference but i'm not i'm following the law like i'm not about to be like for example i'm not about to be 21 talking to uh or dating a 15 year old like what do we have at that point what do we have in common but i'm talking about for older men so that means you're you either have to be at the age of them or younger not talking about younger men because you just specified that your preference is older yeah so and you have to use that scenario or were you liking older men as you got older or maybe that's something yeah that as I, I i think as i got older okay but some people aren't like that yeah so it just brings the and then you also get a pass because you're a woman yeah like now you're looking like oh you want somebody's mature you can't date somebody your age that's true but if it's flipped on the other side then it's completely different for men and with that it's like I want to play devil's advocate for a little bit because I feel like there's a fine line between being two consenting adults or three or four. If that's what, you <laughs> if like that's what you're do. into, if that's we ain't what judging you. Like you. Word. But then there's a difference between that and being like just crazy. crazy because for those people who agree on the side, the point of view being that adults pursuing, you know, younger adults or younger than legal spouses being that it's simply a, pref- a preference, consider the fact that I did some research and according to a 2017 article written on behalf of national and editorial publication called The Conversation, it's been confirmed that like child marriage in the United States still exists and wow. that half of the states in the United States alone has no minimal age requirement to marry that you only really have to have your parental consent and with that that shows that it's happening to both young women and young men in between the ages of 14 through 17 but we already discussed that on episode one us millennials we ain't trying to get married but dating okay dating marriage like they they didn't get married right away they had meetups they were trying to figure out if they were compatible, if they had chemistry. Like, you know, that's technically courting in those type of realms. So at the end of the day, they were still doing it. And even like a, a state, a Senate candidate's 
uh, a couple years ago were getting in hot water for having married women their age. And that's not, you know, that's still happening. Mm -hmm. That's in this generation. There was a, you know, there was a young girl at the age of 15, Generation Z, who is dating someone who is 29. I mean, specifically the, at the time, the Alabama Republican Senate candidate, Roy Moore, who married someone who was 14 years younger than him. So, and they were legally married. Mm. So I feel like what I'm saying here in closing is that how can we publicly condemn someone for pursuing a younger person or a younger adult or um, children if we haven't even caught up and picked a side or picked a, 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 you know, like a consensus in the constitutional law and have that be nationwide? We're conflicting between our own states, our own sovereign states and our own states. And we're saying it's a state thing. Mm -hmm. But then but but R. Kelly and, and all those other actual perverts, not saying they're not, but <laughs> those people are being condemned in public. Because it, it also has to do with the timing, though. When what he was like, for example, when he was dealing with Aaliyah, Aaliyah was 15 at the time. Mm -hmm. He was 27. I feel like now, nowadays, everyone knows, like, if if they're not 18 or above, like, I'm not dealing with that. But that's why I said the law, it conflicts with the law. Because yeah. at the end of the day, he all he had was a forged parental consent note True. that he could marry her. And it was signed, sealed, delivered. Mm -hmm. The The law didn't even know that it was forged until the parents came forward. So... And his um, role manager talking about he he was there. So everybody turned a blind eye or well, nobody knew what was going on. And it was considered legal mm -hmm. only until we found out that it actually it was a lie. Yeah. So I'm just saying that as a point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect segue. <laughs> Thank you, Cardi B. So um, on that note. I don't know. I wanted to kind of touch base on the whole mute R. Kelly and the Me Too movement. So for everyone that knows about the Me Too movement, it was started by Tarana Burks and she was an activist and she started the movement in 2006. The phrase later became popular by an American actress called Alyssa Milano, who tweeted Me Too in 2017. The hashtag started surfacing on Twitter and the movement was created to fight against and bring awareness to sexual assault, especially in a workplace. Uh, the Me Too movement started to gain a lot of recognition during the sexual abuse allegations towards celebrities in Hollywood. For example, like Harvey Weinstein, the whole Bill Cosby situation. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question for you, Ariel, is um, just basically talking about the backlash from the uh, media when it came to the Me Too movement and the influences. So like... Cause I remember when the Me Too movements first became popular, it was always like, "Oh, why, why, why did the survivors wait too long to speak up? If that happened like back in the day, why are they bringing it up now?" Mm -hmm. Or even when it came um, to negative comments about Tarana Burke's physical appearance, like, "Oh, just because she's not physically attracted to some people, like she could never be raped or deal mm. with sexual assault." Ain't nobody got time for that. That's a Ain't fact. I, I just want to basically touch on, like, the backlash okay. from the media when it came to the movement. Um, For that, um, Me Too and and connecting it with, you know, age gaps and, and, and consenting ages, 
I feel like when it comes to that, you should really try to listen mm-hmm. to those people when they speak when they're speaking out. Nobody wants to condemn another per- like nobody not in this day and age. Nobody is coming out just to come out unless they you know uh, for something this serious. Yeah. Um especially when it picks up traction and there's a lot of people, you know, pushing the needle forward in conversations like this. And- but um I would say that I feel like it's expected because a lot of people love R. Kelly and mm-hmm. a lot of people love, you know, Har- Harvey. Well, I don't know who, but <laughs> a I, lot of I honestly didn't know who Harvey Weinstein was until this incident. You know, but or Russell Simmons, he got caught up in the wildfire, mm-hmm. you know, the wildfire. Mario Batali got caught up. Uh, he's a famous chef, got caught up in the wildfire. It affected a lot of people. So I feel like it's just a, a, a matter of um, the, uh, it's a matter of wanting to believe, wanting to know who to believe because it, it's been so long or, you know. But I also feel like, um, for example, even with the whole Brett Kavanaugh situation where it was just like everyone was coming for his um, survivor. And saying like, oh, she like that happened back in high school. Like, why are you bringing it up now? But to me, I interpreted it as it's like PTSD. Like she knew what she went through. And now that she's seen that he was getting a powerful position, it kind of like a light bulb went mm-hmm. off. And she's like, no, I can't let this happen because of what he did to me. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes for in um, the situation of it just just bringing it back to um, the accuser speaking up. It could be PTSD. Maybe, it could. maybe like, well, um, that that's like a whole conspiracy theory about um Cosby, but like right. it's like usually if 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 a survivor sees that like that person is doing something, it's probably just like okay, like I can't let I can't let other people go through this, mm-hmm. so let me speak up. But I mean, at the end of the day, when it comes to backlash, and th- you got to just know that that's gonna come, and there's double standards with that too like it's not just for the women it's also for men as well who are being affected you know who have been assaulted and there have been cases like that yeah like terry cruz how terry cruz came up with the whole um situation of the man just grabbing his genital areas Mm -hmm. and he was like getting clowned at for that because he spoke up for that so my whole thing is like at the end of the day the me too movement is about um speaking out against abuse so why is it a a double standards when it comes to that i feel like for with um with coming forward in general like we just discussed it's all about who can we believe and for that to for us to like deal with um a woman can we can we deal with it with a man now like are we are we can we deal with it with a man now as far as we don't want to know we don't want to know the gory details that what happened to him a a lot of people can't take it or a lot of people don't want to believe that it's happening to a male like they want to believe masculinity yeah like toxic masculinity they don't where it's just like okay terry cruz is a buff dude like you mean to tell me that happened to you and Mm -hmm. you didn't fight off the dude Mm -hmm. but it happens all the time and even if it goes back to just people dealing with how many times have we heard the story of if you ask someone when they lose their virginity and they're just like oh well my babysitter 
You know, I lost my virginity at like eight years old. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, that's not okay. But what I think the problem lies with movements like this um, is is the fact that is the backlash Mm -hmm. because then it makes those survivors not want to come forward and it makes them not want to share their story um, because they already feel like they're not being believed. And with that, it's 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 kind of. Like, we have to pick a side. We have to know that there is a um, pressure. There is a. It's like, basically, it takes a lot to come out. Yes. Because um, when they come out, they got to not only think about themselves, but they got to think about their family. They got to think about their workplace, the media press and everything. And that's not something easy to do at all. And the media should understand that there is a. there's a candle lit once it comes out Mm -hmm. into public, like once it's out for the public to see it's over. And with that, people don't understand the effects that it, those movements have on social media and vice versa. And, and with that, it's like people need to understand that once it's out there, it's out there and you have a community, but we need to use those avenues to uplift because it is hard and they need to know that with that protest and movement social media social media is that platform for it now Mm -hmm. so it's a platform for public opinion and we need to allow people to do that um so that just makes me think of like now that i'm thinking that that you said um about social media it makes me think why do you think like the me too movement wasn't started earlier like i mean we know it was started in like 2006 Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, why wasn't it started during the civil rights movement or like back then? Because this obviously was happening, but people were turning a blind eye to it. Um, I really feel like it's because now we have a social media. OK, I, I do feel like that opens avenues for everyone to have a conversation. No one's no one's platform is too big or too small mm-hmm. where you can't be heard there there have been people who are posting videos as we see on shade room baller alert you know all of those different sites really um publicizing the um really publicizing what's going on and so we um we and we listen to that and and we need to understand that with that that allows for these movements to come forward and really take heed and really build and and even it statistics show it I mean, according to NYU Center for Data Science and a 2018 article published by The Medium, um, social media facilitates the exchange of vital info for protest activities. Mm-hmm. Social media allows users to impart and receive emotional and motivational messages, either supporting or opposing. And third, political ideology affects information's exposure on social media. Yeah, because that's how most of the movement started from hashtag. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag Me Too. Hashtag Mute R. Kelly. Yeah, hashtag Mute R. Kelly. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I really feel like that's why those movements weren't there back then. Not that they weren't important then, mm-hmm. but that's why. But that also goes into, um, I don't know if you've, you've been hearing about the whole how a lot of black women feels like the Me Too movement isn't for them. It's like they kind of like sweep them under the rug. Because they're, they're saying, like, how could R. Kelly, he's been doing this for years, and it's just now that they're getting attention for it. My whole question is, do you feel that the Me Too movement is for black women, too? Or or, or is it just for celebrities in Hollywood? Or just, like... And that kind of goes for, like, even the feminist movement. Because we 
a lot of people feel like the feminist movement wasn't made for black females like they kind of exclude you out of it um i feel like the me too movement is we've only seen the women with platforms because they have a larger voice but until like i feel like it's for women in general who have the courage to speak out um but in this particular situation it was to me too was to start the conversation and now that we have the conversation we will now be able to really touch on everyone and 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 publicize everyone or um you know and that's probably happening behind the scenes the only people that we're seeing are people who are not afraid to come out into the public for the women you know they may very well be a part of the movement but at the end of the day everyone's not trying to come out in public i understand that but i feel that um I don't know. I guess that's me playing devil's advocate. I would like to see them. Well, I can't say like I would like to see them because Tarana Burks is trying to incorporate it because she noticed that that's an issue and a lot of black women don't feel included. So that just goes um, for me. Like I'm thinking about just double standards within the Me Too movement because it's like when men speak out, for example, Terry Crews, it's not, I feel like they don't get that much support as a way um, a survivor would speak out, like a female survivor would speak out. And um, because when, when the whole, when Terry Crews spoke about his assault, I was seeing memes about it. People were like laughing about it. And mm-hmm. that kind of falls in with the whole toxic masculinity and how people felt like because Terry Crews is a buff person, he should have been able to fight right. Um, his uh, abusers off Mm -hmm. and he's black Mm -hmm. and he's played these kind of um controversial roles in the you know in um his films and his in his in his film projects and things like that he's played already these questionable roles um so with that and it all coming around 360 he's sharing this experience it's like we don't know who to believe. Now it's another male accusing, you know, someone else. He's grown. Then it like it brings it back to the age difference. How old were you? Were you an adult when this happened to you? Because were you conscious? Were you consenting? You know, did you say no? And and with that is like with that is like, all right. Let's let's really just understand that at the end of the day, what we are doing is we are making sure that everybody is knowledgeable and that we know that this phrase age ain't nothing but a number that has to go Mm. it's Um, canceled it's canceled it has to go age ain't nothing but a number it just has to go uh play that amanda binsky like it it has to go not today not the one not Not today today. not Not the one. one Thank you. Like, Got me effed up. This is what I need to say in conclusion. Age is everything, including a damn number. Or else we wouldn't be asked to show ID for everything. There wouldn't be so many restrictions and bylaws. We There would be too much... Like, there's too much fish in the sea for you to be trying to throw your bait at the ones who are just learning the charter waters. Message. Message. <laughs> that That's a real fact. That, that's, that's some real gems right there. But I don't know. I feel like, at the end of the day, abuse don't discriminate. 
it can happen to anyone males mm-hmm. females race it can happen to anyone but it's our job to be aware and not to turn a blind eye on these issues so instead of down talking the accusers saying that or he or she brought it to themselves matter of fact not accusers but survivors we should be uplifting them and encouraging them to speak out so on that note i'm muting r kelly you you muting R. I Kelly? I am muting R. Kelly. There are other great classic songs I could play at my wedding. Oh, ooh. when's that wedding, sis? Oh, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> but it's coming. I'm speaking and we not play R. K. We not, not playing R. Kelly. So I, on that note, to conclude, I say when we stand in solidarity, we can eliminate the performance. Ooh, nicely said. Thank you. That was a great topic today. We unloaded a lot. A lot. Um, Packaged a lot. We have packaged a lot. Now some house business. Um, We are still promoting our Black Black Business business Challenge. Challenge. We are still shouting out different Black-owned businesses. And if you follow us on Instagram every Friday, we shed light on a Black business. So you can either support their business or, like I said before, hit us up. We know a couple of businesses. Yes, yes. Um, definitely because the black dollar does go a, a long, long way. way. Also, we have a cross, 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 cross promotion opportunity. We are looking to build cross promotion with other businesses and influencers, etc. Looking to gain more exposure and consumer support. All that we ask is that you promote the podcast um, leading up to, a, you know, a couple of days leading up to the week that the episode shall air. And you can receive more information on securing a free promotion slot by DMing the Millennial Her podcast and or tagging us, Cheryl's, myself or Cheryl's. And you can also email us at themillennialherpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also follow us at the Millennial Podcast. Um, just a couple shout outs. Again, shout outs to Free Dimension Broadcast. Follow them on IG F- at FD Broadcast. We stream our podcast on Anchor every Thursday. We drop our episodes at 12. Um, we're also on other platforms, including Google Play, Apple Music, Spotify. And yeah, it's been real. We'd also love to hear how you enjoyed us thus far. So please make sure, like Cheryl said, follow us on um, IG or Facebook at The Millennial Podcast. And leave comments on our page and share with your friends. Um, My name is Arielle Ryan. Again, that's Arielle, A-R-I-E-L-L-E underscore Ryan. And that's on IG. And I'm Cheryl. You can follow me at I underscore five. U-R-E-L-Y Rejoice R-E-J-O-I-C-E Yes so And it's thank been you. real it's been Episode real. 3 Episode 3 AJ nothing but a number We'll see you next week Peace